This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. Good morning. You're listening to The Carl Miller Show. I'm your host and the principal broker of Carl Miller Realty, LLC, located at 7700 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg. And we are your caring, competent, trusted advisor for real estate sales and service. Today's topics, housing markets in Louisville, Kentucky, and what we can learn from one of my professional friends in the, in the marketplace. Special thanks to our sponsor this month, Brown & Moore, exterminating Brown & Moore. Specialized in evaluating and treating wood-boring insects in homes. They offer service and termination of all types of bugs, including termites. Brown & Moore, they've been taking great care of my clients for the last 17 years, and they can take care of you too. With personalized expert service, give Dennis Brown or Chuck Moore a call today at 434-929-2342. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. This week we are featuring a 2,500 square foot home in the Cornerstone community. This single family home was built in 2012 and has been completely repainted. You'll love the spacious backyard enclosed with a six foot privacy fence. There's a huge patio for entertaining or relaxing these beautiful evenings and the home offers one level living with spacious ensuite and main level laundry. Upstairs are three more bedrooms. With a two car garage, four bedrooms, two and a half baths, this move-in ready home is priced to sell at just $419.9. Contact carlmillerrealty.com today for more info or to sell your home. By way of announcements, I want to remind listeners that we have our grand opening and ribbon cutting for our Alta Vista branch office on May 11th. That's Wednesday, May 11th at 11 o'clock a.m. The office is located at 616A Campbell Avenue in Alta Vista. Come out and join us and tour the recently renovated office space. Well, instead of our usual show with our marketing director, Yancey Campbell, I am in sunny Carlsbad, California at the beautiful Acosta Resort where my coaching company is hosting an event. And I'm surrounded by about 800 other top realtors in the profession from all over the U.S. and Canada. And it's my pleasure to introduce Mike Gandolfo to you today. Mike is the principal broker of RE Solutions in Kentucky with offices in Louisville and Danville near Lexington. Mike hosts a podcast, Align Life Pro along with the largest horse racing broadcast podcast in the world called Happy Hour. Mike, the Horse Racing Happy Hour. The Horse Racing Happy Hour. Thank you, Mike. He is a bit of a bourbon expert because, well, he lives in Kentucky. He is a 12-week year certified trainer, a speaker, and a great assembler of information. He's a former basketball coach and high school basketball recruiter, along with being a husband to his amazing wife, Chrissy, who makes him look really good in his brokerage, I might add. Absolutely. And the father of two teenagers. I'm honored to call him a friend, even more honored to introduce him to our Lynchburg, Virginia listeners. Welcome, Mike. Hey, Carl. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to communicate out to all of uh, the Lynchburg area there. So uh, I love Lynchburg. Every time I get to come visit you, we have yeah. a great time. So you, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great city. You came to our grand opening event on Absolutely. Timberlake Road. I was in, never going to miss that. In August of 2020. It was really special. So came all the way over from Louisville and along with a few other guys and that are good friends of mine. And uh, we met at a real estate conference back in 2007. Yep. With the same coach that uh, we're here today to hear uh, in, in Carlsbad, uh, California. And for me, like that was a, that's a huge story because I had to 
uh, I had to step out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I'm actually, people are always shocked. I'm naturally introverted and I, uh, I have very limited people fuel. I do not like being in big crowds. I'm a, I'm a bigger guy. And so like, I always feel like I'm in the way. Yeah. And, uh, I just remember I'm at this real estate conference by myself. I don't know anybody. I saw you and a bunch of other guys going to lunch and I, yeah. I didn't even like ask permission. I didn't say, Hey, can I come to lunch with you guys? I just said, I'm going to lunch with you all. And, uh, <laughs> we've, uh, we've been pretty close ever since. And, yep. um, and it just is amazing to me just to kind of see like, you know, not being afraid to step on my, like, what's the worst thing you said? Hey, you know, we don't really have room. We had a reservation yeah. for six. Okay. So what, but just stepping out of my comfort zone and then yeah. it's turned into one of the most viable relationships in my life. Yeah. Well, and Mike, and uh, it is, it was cool because uh, actually Tom Nolan, who we've had on our show a few weeks ago, ta- Tom, Thomas Nolan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he's in a little friendship group that we have along with uh, a fella who we've had on our show before too, Greg Chaplin over in Virginia beach, Norfolk area along with a couple other guys and we dub ourselves the Commonwealth Club because we are in Commonwealth states. All four Commonwealth states represent it. That's it. And uh, Mike, you are a big part of spearheading that group and just kind of making the assembly happen. And, and uh, Mike's one of my best friends and he keeps me accountable. We get together every year for uh, just a Commonwealth Club retreat and we do our business planning together. And Mike's a big reason of, of the success that we've been able to achieve over at Carl Miller Realty along with the other five guys in the Commonwealth Club. Well, and again, you know, going to your grand opening was awesome from that standpoint because I think uh, I was the first one of the six of us that opened up my own brokerage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And now there's four of us. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so, like, you know, I don't not going to sit here and say, well, I'm the reason Carl opened this thing. But, like, there's some pride there, too. Like, uh, you know, kind of just knowing that uh, we've kind of, as a group, have set this tone and, yeah, uh, I definitely was not going to miss your grand opening. It was it was pretty awesome to be there. Well, and uh, last week we talked about the climb I did on Kilimanjaro and how 10 life lessons I learned in Kilimanjaro and how they relate to real estate. I kind yep. of was stretching a little bit with that show, Mike, but I was talking about how we, the Commonwealth Club guys and our sons got together in the middle of COVID, tw- uh, June of 2020. West Virginia was open, so we got together yep. in West Virginia. We're sitting around the fire and the Kilimanjaro topic came up and, and, uh, it turns out none of the Commonwealth club guys went, but out of that topic, I was like, you know what, man, I'm just going to do this. And that's kind of what inspired me to take that trip is the conversation around the fire and just traveling. And so you guys have influenced me in so many different ways, but, uh, let's, uh, this is a real estate show, but I do sure. want to talk about business as well. Cause there's a lot of business owners that listen to the show. There's a lot of leaders that listen to this show. There's a lot of people that are just striving to be better and be informed. And that's what this show is all about is to inform and educate the uh, people of greater Lynchburg about our local housing market, but I'm a personal ju- uh, growth junkie guy. You are too. You're yep. a certified 12 week year coach and um, trainer. Trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Trainer. They don't certify coaches, so they do trainers. Yes. Okay, cool. So what's, what's the difference? Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah. What, I mean, I think the interested? difference is, is like what I do in that world is I don't have coaching clients that I talk to weekly and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But if you wanted someone uh, to come to your organization and teach the 12 week year system and yep. either, um, a, a, you know, a full day seminar, two day seminar, we can, we can do a half day. Then that's where I kind of come in and help with that and maybe help you launch the 12 week year. Yeah. But I, I don't coach you through it. Uh, that's kind of where the, the line's drawn, you know? Um, so the tw- and plus I think from a legal standpoint, they just didn't want to certify coaches. Do they do certified trainers? That's cool. So, yeah. And listeners, you may remember we've had Michael Lennington who co-wrote the 12 week year along with his most recent book, uh, extreme accountability. Uncommon accountability. Uncommon accountability. Yep. Got another book confused. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. And uh, so, and Mike and Michael and his and Michael's wife Kristen uh, actually run a podcast called Align Life Pro. Yeah. So it's uh, it's been a whole lot of fun just to kind of 
Uh, and actually right now we're, we're, I'm being very vulnerable and we're kind of going through this growth phase of yeah. my business. And, um, and, and I'm trying to, sh- I know that a lot of the good stuff is sharing the pain points Yeah, and, uh, we're basically trying to give people the idea of what it, what it really looks like to try to grow a business and actually triple our business is what we're looking to do. Yeah. Mike has been very vulnerable and, uh, it's a live coaching call. So check it out Align life pro and Mike has a goal to triple his business. And like you said, you've been very vulnerable on that show. Yeah, try to be. I mean, I think, uh, again, um, I think one of the things I've recognized and I think coming to the event that you and I are at right now, I remember the first time coming to this thing, I was so intimidated. And then I realized, you know what, like one of the things of success is that everyone has got Mm -hmm. major pain points that they've got to overcome. Right. And they've got like, we don't have growth without the discomfort that there's all this stuff that we've got to go through so that we can have this successful business. And then at the end of the day, I actually fully recognize that successful people probably feel more like they're slowly failing than they do feel mm-hmm. successful. Mm-hmm. They, they're always striving to go to do what's next and what's more, know that they're capable of using their resources better. So they always feel like they're slowly failing and that's why they're successful. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. And, and you mentioned the word vulnerability, vulnerability a couple times here already. And what, what I find fascinating, it seems like no matter how successful, because we're, we're around some rock star real estate agents. I mean, there's some teams here that sell over 400 houses a year. There's some. Hey, listen, agents. I've been to the Lynchburg Area Association of Realtors meeting, so I like I'm very, I'm very familiar with the all star cast that is in Lynchburg. Yes, yes, you know there's you know what's it is interesting. I bet the same thing is true in your market. We've talked about this on the show before. How there's close to a thousand real estate agents in Lynchburg. Yep. So listeners, you guys have a lot of choices. You have a lot of choices. You can choose to who you choose to work for you and representing you in the purchase or sale of a home. Let's talk about real estate a little bit, Mike. You've been in this space for a long time. What yep. are what are some of the things just you observe as a just as a person who hey loves to coach people up? I mean, you, sure. you did that in the sports arena. You're doing this all the time. But uh, man, talk a little bit about from your perspective. What makes a successful real estate agent and why, why should a listener who's thinking about buying or selling a house try to seek out, be careful about who they choose for their real estate agent? Yeah, so this actually uh, came up very recently for us because we um, partnered with the Young Professional Association of Louisville to do some home buying education. And I was trying to give them some, t- some tips of questions that they should ask their real estate agent and um, to figure out if this is a good person for them to work with. And I think really one of the things that it comes down to is uh, start asking them, uh, uh, get personal about the real estate agent's background. Um, look for, have they done things in their past that show that they're service-oriented, mind uh, mm-hmm. service-minded, mm-hmm. and not just sales. Hey, I gotta get a sale, and I'm looking for chasing commission checks. Right. You know. So for example, I think that teachers and nurses make great real estate agents for that reason. But then there's plenty of people like yourself, like you weren't a teacher or a nurse, uh, but you worked, you have the background of working really hard in a, like a, in a blue collar job yep. and then, but you've also been very committed to your church and you can see this where the service comes out in that sense as well. And I, and I think that the, the real estate experience right now is so unique because most real estate agents don't understand the problem it is that we solve. Yeah. And I always talk about, actually, I spoke to the Georgia association of realtors and I, I, I love going to Google and I do this in live audiences and I have them type in realtors, realtors are and let it autofill. Yeah. And it does not autofill with the most positive <laughs> adjectives, Carl, if you can imagine that. And, and when it comes down to it, like if you had, if Yancey was here, you say, Hey, what's our brand? Well, 
that's our brand as realtors. If that's what comes up, that's what people think of. That is our brand, whether that's the brand we intentionally have or not. Mm-hmm. And and it's because the industry does not understand the problem we solve. Moving is the second most stressful thing that people do in their lives, and it's because it's always tied to this highly emotional event and a time of vulnerability in their life. Maybe they got a new job. Maybe they're getting married. Maybe someone died. Maybe they're getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're you know, having a baby. Yep. But there's something like that that is triggering a move yep. that intensifies the emotions. No and doubt. we need to have a service-minded person who is – uh, going to look out for your best interest. Everyone deserves to have someone who's going to look out for their best interest in the real estate transaction. Yeah, that's so good. We're speaking with Mike Gandolfo. He's principal broker of the of RE Solutions in Louisville and Danville, Kentucky, and just a wealth of experience. And what you just said there is so true, Mike, about how there's always something else tied in with it. And, and it's important as professionals sometimes to understand. I, you know, I had this conversation with one of my agents last week about how we had a situation that was a bit emotional. I mean, it was just a bit emotional. I just, look, you're going to see people at their best. You're going to see people at their worst in this because there's Absolutely. just a lot of emotion right. going on. And it takes a pro not to take that personally. Oh, and not only that, we didn't mention that this is the biggest investment that people make in their lives, too. <laughs> with their money. Hey, I'm going to throw the most amount of money I have to yep. a very emotional thing. This is why I do a horse racing podcast because it's, you know, <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. Like, you know, let's put it, let's let it all ride on number two. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, like this, it's the, when we talk about how big of a financial investment it is and then how emotional it is, like, this is why, like, we should not be seen as crummy salespeople. Like, we right. should be revered right. like physicians for mm. uh, the work we do. I think what realtors do is extremely, extremely important. And by the way, if you're a realtor, if you think your realtor could be replaced by someone online, then you need to go find another realtor. Yeah, that, that's that's a fact. You know, because uh, an algorithm, a button you push online or an app will never uh, provide that emotional support that sometimes is needed just to give people the confidence to, to know that they're making a good decision. I, I shared last week on the show and I'll, it's worth bearing repeating when I was in climbing Kilimanjaro, yeah. one of the things that I took away from that trip, probably more, the thing that impacted me probably more than anything else was just watching our guides and uh, our guide who got us up to the top of that mountain had been leading expeditions and, and over 500 expeditions up to the top of that mountain or, or maybe not all of them summited, but he had so much experience. And I shared a story about how when I, we were climbing on day three, we went, we camped at 12,500 feet. We went up to 15,000 feet, spent about 90 minutes up there. We're climbing back down to our camp at 13,000 feet. Felt good. I mean, I was feeling great. But as I'm climbing down, got to about 14,000 feet, I just got hit like a freight train with a massive headache. Just bam. And it was, it was, it would hurt. And I was struggling and we sat down on a rock, take a little break. And the guy, our trusted guide, Gotti, was there immediately. He said, Carl, how you feeling, man? It's like, man, I just got this big headache. And his, his words were not panic, like, oh, my gosh. No, he's like, hey, you know what, Carl, that's normal. He said, that, that means your body's acclimating. That's good. This is what's going to happen. You're going to go down to camp. You're going to lay down for a little bit, and you're going you're gonna to feel better in about 30 minutes after you lay down. And uh, so 30 minutes later, we get in camp. I pop two Tylenol, lay down on the, my sleeping bag, and... 30 minutes up, I got up, just felt good. And I share that story just to say that I just loved watching the way our trusted guide, Gotti, who led 500 expeditions up Mount Kilimanjaro, he was so knowledgeable, he was so in tune with his clients. And we're doing the same thing as trusted advisors with our clients. 
we this is what we do full time and we've seen the pain we've seen the emotions we've seen things and and sometimes people just need to hear you know what that's normal that's a reasonable request you know what let's we're gonna get through this you know and just being that trusted advisor well and the other part about that that you didn't mention yeah is that he's done it 500 times but he doesn't forget it that it's your first time yeah oh that's a, that's and, a great point and i think that is something else as real estate agents that you want a real estate agent that understands yeah you know what we do do this a lot mm. and i can tell you what's going to come up and i can prepare you for what's normal mm -hmm. but at the end of the day we're going to celebrate because it's your first time even though i've done this a lot of times and that's a great word when we come back from the break we're going to dig in a little bit about what some specifics going on in the louisville market and where the future of real estate is going from the perspective of mike gandolfo with Mike Gandolfo from Louisville, Kentucky, and he has a branch office in Danville, Kentucky. He's the principal broker of RE Solutions, and thanks for joining us today, Mike. We're, we're live, or we're not live, we're pre-recording this from California. Right. Carlsbad, yeah. beautiful yeah. La Costa. I mean, we're live right now. People aren't listening to us live, but yeah, right. But uh, Mike, you, you've been a broker now in, at RE Solutions for going on 10 years. Yeah. It's when you launched your company. Yep. So tell us about that. Tell us about your business a little bit and what you got going on in Louisville. But talk to about the Louisville market because we've been talking on our show about how there's just a national housing shortage. Correct. We're in, we have not escaped that at all. I mean, yeah. Uh, again, we judge, and I, I I paint this picture a couple of ways. So I tell people we judge um, uh, inventory supply, whether or not it's a buyer's market or seller's market, based off months of inventory. How many? If no more listings came on the market, how long would it take? to get mm -hmm. rid of the inventory that we have. And six months is neutral. And if you think of that like the pH scale, you know, if you go, the further you get away from six going down, it's a seller's market and we'll have appreciation. And then if it, if it gets longer than six months, like it was early on in our careers, yep. you know, when we had 17,000 listings for sale, yep. um, it would be uh, a, a buyer's market in prices. We would have depreciation prices would decrease. Sure. And so, um, and so then I had to put it in real numbers for people. And that's in, in the Louisville market, we need 9,000 active listings. What's the population of Louisville? So the metro area is right about a million, uh, million and okay. a half. Okay. So four times what Lynchburg, greater Lynchburg Well, is. yeah, I guess, you know, it, it's about, I know we're great chaplains area in our area is very similar. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so um, 9,000 active listings is what we need to be at a neutral market. We're sitting right around a thousand, maybe a little less. Oh my gosh. So three weeks of inventory. Yep. And when we need to have six months of inventory to kind of stabilize things. That, it's interesting. You said Lynchburg again, greater Lynchburg population about just over just about 250,000 people. And as of last week, there was 167 houses on the market. Yeah. So numbers are very proportionally, very similar. Absolutely. I, I Three think weeks of inventory. Yeah. I think that's true pretty much anywhere yep. that we've been looking at around the area. So one, one the of the things we're seeing in our market here is that the amount of pending sales is almost three times as many as the active homes. So when I look at the active homes and you know, it's, it's it, last week was 2.7 times that I'm guessing Louisville's about the same. So uh, yeah. I mean, I would say that's probably true, but I think, uh, I, and people have, I've been, Asked like, what's the difference between this year and last year? Yeah, and in our market, you know, we set a record in 2021 for the number of actual sales. Lynchburg did too, yeah. and so the inventory was actually there. Yes, it's just yes, it was kept gone. on replenishing every week. Fast, yeah. Hit the market, gone. Hit the right. market, gone. right? 
This year, we're not replenishing the inventory. I I ran numbers last week for Lynchburg. Our sales are down 7%. And that's not a demand issue. That's a supply issue. That's a supply issue. Right. And and, and one of my clients, actually, I never had this question asked for me before, but I was at a client's house to list his house. And he asked me, he's like, how many buyers does your office have? And I'm just doing a quick inventory. We're a small company, 12 agents. And I said, probably about 100 buyers. Now, there's varying levels of buyer motivation. Some are right now looking at houses and others are kicking the can down the road a bit, but a hundred buyers, I would say. And then he asked how many active listings do we have? You know, and at that time there was two, we have commercial and land, but there was two houses for sale at that day. Right. So it's just a testament to the demand. But of course if they ask you like on a Tuesday, then you know, that's, <laughs> that's a good point because of the way the market right. flows. So let right me now. ask you a question because I get this all the time. I'm sure you do too. What yeah. are you hearing about? Uh, where do you think the future of the housing market's going? Is there a crash? What's Mike Gandalfa's perspective of the housing market? I'm just kind of sick of that word crash. Personally, we've been yeah. educating our listeners. Well, I mean, but we're not in a bubble. Let's put it that bubble. way. No. So there's not going to be some sort of real estate thing. There's too much cash in the in the market. Uh, we're still recovering from a building deficit that we right. uh, experienced over the recession. We need more units. Uh, uh, obviously, we need more affordable units, which is tough because materials are so high that mm-hmm. it's hard for builders to build what we really need to have. Right. Um, so we're not in a situation, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but like, even with the increase in interest rates, it has not slowed down our buyers one bit. Right. And so, um, affordability has gotten tougher and it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got to get worse for us to start normalizing the supply. So, um, I don't think like if you're waiting for prices to come down, that's not going to happen. Right. Um, what we're going to do is we'll settle into whatever your normal appreciation is. Like we've had double digit appreciation in our market, which yep. is very unusual. Right. And uh, what is usual is for us to be somewhere between two to 5%. Right. So we'll eventually get back to that. So what advice would you give to a buyer who's trying to buy a house right now? They've got outbid once or twice or maybe three times. And now they're, they're getting maybe a little discouraged, but they still want a house. Yeah. I would uh, I would lower the uh, I would lower your search point, so if you can afford three hundred, you know I wouldn't search above two fifty, mm-hmm. and I would understand that you are not going to get your forever house right now. But if you don't take action right now on something, it's going to prevent you from getting your forever house in the future. So mm. um, I would also just you know caution you about making sure that you're concerned about overpaying right now. I don't think that's something that you can necessarily do. You become the next comp right. that someone's going to compare you to. And I've had, so we've had this conversation, like my, I've had clients say, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to lower our search point so that we can go fix something up. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is, is like when you fix it up, that doesn't affect the comp, right? Like the, no one can see that you went in there and fixed it up. And then there's another sale mm-hmm. that raises the value long-term. It's almost better for you to just buy it and set the new comp. So you're that, saying if you're in a neighborhood, if, say four hundred thousand dollars houses, right? The, the 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 I guess the temptation is well, let's go find a three hundred fifty thousand dollars house that needs a ton of work in a four hundred thousand dollars neighborhood. And you're saying just go buy go, the go buy the four twenty five. Go, go Make, buy the four twenty five. You're better off buying four twenty five than buying the three fifty. Yeah. And because you can set the comp, right? And you protect your value a little bit better that way. Right. And. Um, Following that through, the next house is going to sell at four thirty-five or four fifty, and now there's the next comp for your house to appreciate. Is right? That, that, yeah. That, okay. Yeah. And I think that you know, so right now, being very clear on what it is that you actually need, and not so mm-hmm. hung up on what you want. Right. And finding something that meets your needs, getting in that house, building appreciation in that as starting that appreciation clock as quickly as possible, 
so that when it is time for you to go buy that dream home right. of what you really wanted, you mm-hmm. you have this other home that's been making you money because when you rent, you don't yeah. increase your net worth. I mean, it's just the bottom line. Right. You know, in 2010, the net worth of the average renter was $6,000. We had a terrible economy. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the decade in 2019, we had a great economy. Yes. But the average net income of the renter only went up $200 to $6,200 a month. The they did not. All they're doing, now their landlord had great. Sure. I mean, that the average, in, the average net worth of a, of a homeowner went up $50,000 in that time period because they were able to um, to capture that appreciation yeah, capitalize, and it? capitalize on it where the renter is just, all they're doing is, is doing that for their landlord. Well, and I'll tell you, the other thing that's scary about renting right now, I don't know how it is in Louisville, but Lynchburg, the rent rates are just going through the roof. Climb. So Louisville, yeah. same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so every single time you've got to go rent, you know, you're going to – you're going to up that lease, right? And it's going to be another, that lease is going to keep going up in uh, dollar amount. Whereas if you can get into a fixed payment, yep, you're there. I mean, that's, it's beautiful. Right. It's a beautiful thing. Well, we're, we're at a conference. We're learning a bunch of stuff and we're at the, and folks have heard me talk about my mentor before, Brian Buffini. Um, you've been a member of his organization for a long time, yep. like myself. Tell us a little bit, what's some of the best things you've learned in your career as a realtor? Like what's, how's your perspective changed in 2022 as a real estate professional versus what maybe you thought or how you were uh, thinking about the business in 2015 or 2010. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell well, us about totally different. I mean, in 2010, I was not on my own broker yet. So I was sure. still uh, working for another company. Um, and that the market was obviously very slow. Um, and 2015 was, you know, that was, those were, you know, we were picking up, we had just been, I think we had just won Louisville's best real estate agency award uh-huh. with only three agents. That's um, amazing. Yeah. Um, I think what I've learned from this Buffini system really is the, the power of, um, of really being in key relationships where you can sharpen each other. Like yeah. I come to these events, the information we get on stage is fantastic. Sure. But the conversations that happen, happen outside the event, mm-hmm. like you and I, had an amazing breakfast this morning mm-hmm. that was very much impromptu Yep, where I think everyone got two or three really key nuggets out of that sure. thing. Yes. And that the perspective that we get from each other and all that kind of stuff is just, to me, it's what it's really about. Right. And that's one of the things that I love. That's the reason I travel uh, is because I like to go and just get perspective of other markets. And I was, I was sitting at the pool earlier today and talking to an agent from Boise, Idaho, and she was just sharing how their market, Boise is now named just recently one of the most unaffordable places to buy a house. Wow. Because what's happening is a lot of the West Coast money from California, right. Oregon, and Washington State are coming to Idaho, um, a little bit more politically friendly, yeah. lower tax state. And now the city has just filled up with... The people, housing, yeah, the people coming trying to escape the political climate. So it's just it's fascinating. So you just you pick up nuggets from different markets, and I can bring that back to Lynchburg, and serve my clients better with the knowledge of what's going on nationally and even internationally with yeah. the agents that are here. Yeah, and, I, and at the end of the day too, just like a couple of top tips of how they handle mm-hmm. a multiple offer situation yes. or how they handle, um, you know, working with other agents, and it's just all that kind of stuff is is really key. Yeah, that's right. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining joining me on the show today. A lot I really of fun. appreciate it. And uh, I just love you so much and the other Commonwealth Club guys. And I think we got a retreat coming up in September where we're going to plan out for 2023. Yeah, and we're going to Hilton Head. Sharpen each other. Yeah. As iron sharpens iron is, is what we like to say.
I love it. Yes, sir. Well, Mike, thanks again. I value our relationship and I'm looking forward to uh, continuing to get better as we wrap up the week here in Carlsbad. Well, if you have real estate questions you want answered on the air, send your questions to any of our social media platforms. You can send them to the WLNI comment line at 434-333-2009. Thank you for tuning in today. We are your local caring, competent, and trusted advisor for all things real estate. And this week, we want to send another special Brown and Moore, the insect and termination company. They are serving us and serving our clients for the last 17 years, and they are here to serve you. Brown and Moore. If you're looking to sell your house this spring, contact us today, carlmillerrealty.com, for a detailed market report of your home's value and how you can leverage our professional resources at Carl Miller Realty for the best possible sales terms today. And we'll see you next week for another edition of The Carl Miller Show. Take care, everyone. Have a great week.